0: It doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional musician, or you just want to start a podcast with your friends. Presonus Audio Electronics has the gear you need to make your vision become a reality. Their latest USB audio interface, the Audiobox Go, is the perfect vehicle to help create your vision. Ultra affordable, surprisingly powerful, and even small enough to fit into your pocket, the Audiobox Go gives you all the connections you need to record on the move or in your home studio. Whether you're recording a guitar riff at rehearsal or a full-length solo album in your bedroom, you'll have all the tools you need to create like a pro right from the start. Compatible with both computers and mobile devices, the Audio Box Go is perfect for anyone who wants to get started recording fast. For more information on where you can get the Audio Box Go, visit presonus.com and it will lead you in the right direction to make those dreams a reality. Presonus Audio Electronics, proud sponsors of the ABV Podcast. Creating a craft beer universe in a craft beer desert is no easy task. But somehow, Pelican Craft Brands has managed to do that right here in Louisiana. By partnering up with local craft breweries or bringing in some of the best names in the national craft beer brewery scene, Pelican Craft Brands has established a great selection for all of you local craft beer drinkers. Make sure you're following them on Facebook and Instagram to keep up with the latest additions to their portfolio or simply visit PelicanCraftBrands.com. Government Taco right here in Baton Rouge is your place to get the most creative and delicious tacos in the entire city. The Clucks and Balances, the Steak of the Union, the Filibuster, all of these are fantastic. Don't forget about their bar snacks, the yuca Fries, And don't forget about their incredible happy hour specials, Monday through Saturday, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., except on Thursdays, where it's happy hour all day long. For more information, make sure you visit governmenttaco.com. Craft beer drinkers are very specific about what they want to pour their craft beer into. And the glassware for you is at hopsinthehollows.com. It doesn't matter what style or design you're looking for, Cliff has you covered at hopsinthehollows.com. You want some glasses with Joe Burrow featured on them, whether in LSU colors or Cincinnati Bengal colors? He's got you covered. Maybe you're a Star Wars fan. Maybe you're a Mike Tyson's Punch-Out fan. Or simply want a glass with the Hops in the Hollow logo on it? Cliff has you covered. Make sure to check him out at hopsinthehollow.com. Craft beer, cocktails, wine, and spirits. We like drinking them and we like talking about them too. And we do both right here on the ABV Podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode of the ABV Podcast. I am your host, Chuck P. First brand new episode of 2023. I hope none of you guys made New Year's resolutions to stop listening to the podcast, because that would not be cool. Uh, So hopefully you're still sticking around and enjoying all the nonsense that I bring to you uh, a couple times a month. Uh, This episode, the first episode of 2023, was supposed to be up at the beginning of January, but... There's some things going on, work-related, personal things as well. I just didn't have the time to put the episode together and get it out, but now here it is available for your ear holes to enjoy at the end of January. This episode was recorded at Pontoon Brewing over in Sandy Springs, Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. Uh, Jay Decody, my life mate, partner in crime, also on this podcast as well with me. We were making a trip to Asheville, North Carolina For my 50th birthday We are making some stops along the way Stopped off in Atlanta Stopped off in Knoxville to see his brother Eric Until we made our way to Asheville And did some stuff there But we stopped off in Atlanta And were lucky enough to get over to Pontoon Brewing and sit down with uh, Chris Keller, who's with Pontoon Brewing. Sit down there, tap room in Sandy Springs, and uh, have a podcast, enjoy some beers, and just catch up on the latest of what's going on with Pontoon Brewing. They're about to open a second location, uh, not quite ready yet. It might be now as this airs, but back in uh, mid-December it was not, so that's why we're at the Sandy Springs location. But that's going to be opening soon. We talk about that as well. So kick back, relax. And enjoy the newest episode of the ABV podcast. First episode of 2023 with myself, Jada Cody and Chris Keller from Pontoon Brewing in Sandy Springs, Georgia.
2: Other than that, they're like, screw this. I'm not doing that. So I'm like, well, we like our dark beers. How do we make you know, porters or or just lighter dark beers? And so I tasted that and I was like, holy crap, we got to replicate this. So it was a Czech dark lager. Yeah, they do. Um, Parlo does that style very well. They did. They did. I don't think we pulled it off near as good, but I think we did a pretty damn good job. And then we're like, all right, well, how do we keep playing with this? Because usually we'll do like four or five stouts in a row. Then we'll get a little backed up on shelves and stuff like that. Because you can't drink those that fast, especially in the pontoon fashion. So (laughs) you got to make something a little lighter. So hopefully this one kind of fits that bill for a lot of folks. You know, it'll release here in a couple weeks, get them through the holidays. And then hopefully we start seeing some warmer weather and we can go back to the fruity craziness. Yeah. No, this is really good. Uh, I like it.
1: Chuck, what do you want to do
0: first? Or what order do you want to go in? Uh, good question. Uh, also, I've, I've been recording, so uh, good. Cool. Just letting that,
2: letting y'all you know. That's always so smart. <laughs> that, that's what I. It's yeah. funny. I was just shooting a video for uh, Swanee Beer Fest. And I told the I told the marketing team I said just plush record, it, it, you know we'll edit the heck out of it later. Yep. We'll, yeah. we'll delete it. We'll line it up wherever we need to. But that's, that's right. just the naturalness is, is way better. So yeah, smart yeah. move.
0: I started I started deciding like I'm not going to do these show intros anymore like I could normally do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just
2: record you something. Do that in to, post. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, just
0: like now here's the podcast, and then we just jump into conversation. Definitely. Okay,
1: so let, let's just keep rolling with it for ABV podcast. Yeah. Um, so let's just let's keep let's keep talking beer. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, so forget I said anything. <laughs>
2: <laughs> edit, delete, cut that, cut that, edit and post. <laughs> Clearly, I've never edited a podcast, so all the wrong language here. But you know, everyone likes the raw behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: That's what I've learned. Uh, so yeah, we we're drinking the Schwartz, which is uh, Pontoon's uh, newest Schwartz beer that literally Chris handed to us off the canning line. Yeah. So it doesn't get much fresher than this. Yeah,
1: that was pretty cool getting it right off the canning line uh, and. Uh, 5% ABV, uh, and, uh, yeah, a little uh, Schwarzbier reference uh, to, of course, uh, Spaceballs.
2: Yeah. Are you guys huge Star Wars fans? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Chuck, huge. I, yeah. I certainly am
1: a, a decent Star Wars fan. Describe huge. I appreciate it all.
2: I am apparently in quite the minority there. Not a huge Star Wars oh. fan. I apologize uh, if that hurts some views no, here. No. But you know, when they first said that, they're like spaceballs. I was like, oh shit! I guess I need to go Google this and figure out what the hell yeah, spaceballs. What the fuck is, yeah. <laughs> is But I was definitely in the minority. So our uh, our brew team came up with that whole entire label, recipe, everything. It was pretty cool to kind of put that all together for them. But nice. Yeah, no, it uh, it definitely turned out. and You guys can officially say you'll probably be the third and fourth person to Whoa, taste that beer.
0: Sweet, look at that. Yeah, I'll, take, special. It. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take
1: it. The Schwartz beer, of course, I a dark lager. Uh, so uh, it's got some some toasty notes, some mm-hmm. r- some roasted malts, um, but but just a drinkable beer as well. Nothing uh, nothing's gonna. Dude, no don't vanilla, blow anybody away.
2: No lactose. Yeah, no, no adjuncts, no, just no fruit, no <laughs> what? Are you sure that's from pontoon? Yeah. Did it's, we Yeah, right? Like hold on a second.
0: Y'all <laughs> did say you were at pontoon, right? Don't worry,
2: right. lots of that yeah. coming. Yeah, right. yeah, that's coming. Right, right, right. Yeah, we picked the most non pontoon beer to introduce and, and start this podcast. We did a good job. But th- you, <laughs> you know what? I, I like that I like that we did that
0: because honestly, the, those styles of beer have been huge the past year or so, like just Pilsner's and Lagers and and, and, and Fest beers and stuff like that. Well, Fest beers, obviously, you know, for Oktoberfest. But right as, uh, as we like to call them back in uh, in Louisiana, Crispy Boys.
2: Yeah, the, uh, the market has been interesting and obviously in favor of what I like lately. You know, last year we saw a little bit of, you know, for the past three to five years, everybody's been like, loggers are coming back, loggers are coming back. Yeah. Last year they, they kind of did come back. Um, you know, some breweries really lean into it. We probably made more pilsners and, and lagers and just, you know, light, easy drinking ales than we ever have before. Um, and, you know, knock on wood, we're going to kind of double down a little bit on it next year. Um, so I've just finished kind of putting together our 2023, you know, limited section. And honestly, I've put <laughs> more, you know, just traditional style beers than I ever had before to the point where the owner called me, Sean called me in the office, because. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> because <laughs> this isn't gonna work. I said, Sean, look at my numbers last year. They're they're this is kind of working. Like yeah, we got to right. kind of take off and, and run with it here. I mean, I know not a ton of people are still willing to do that, but with limiteds, why not? Why not try it? Right. Um, and occasionally, like in in January, we're doing a Baltic Porter, right? So as bad as traditional as it gets, but. We'll do something like, you know, a little bit of cocoa nibs or cacao nibs, however you want to pronounce it there. We'll do some of those on there just to kind of, you know, bring out a little bit more of that chocolate note that you naturally would get from the Baltic Porter, right? Right. So, you know, we'll still mess around a little bit with them and we still know kind of like a Schwartz beer or something like that, where we want to keep it super straightforward and traditional, but at the same time, we'll still have some fun with with some of our our lighter options for sure. Uh, You got to still draw in the crowd, right? Sure, you guys yeah. have a
0: built-in crowd with the styles of beers that you've been doing, you know, over the years. But it's it's a nice break from all the you know big hazy IPAs and stuff like that, and especially during the summertime, like pilsens and lagers, just crushable beers that you, you know on a hot ass day. Yeah, you throw the, You know, sometimes you can't be drinking a double IPA. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. you can, but it's I not. Can. Well, yeah, for <laughs> sure, but it's not like you've been out in the yard doing yard work and like you're gonna crush, you know, a double drop right. ghost or something like that. No, why not? Or shotgun. I mean, I'm not of saying tabs. you can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think those are refreshing. There <laughs> they are, are. There's always sure. one
0: in the crowd. There is. Yeah. There's definitely and, always one in the that crowd. That is Jay Cody. <laughs> uh, but but for those styles, Parlo in New Orleans. I mean, they kill that style definitely their their uh chuck pills they do is fantastic that's a great beer
2: uh all their lagers and stuff are really good brew curry does the same they- i was just about to ask you about that i because i would visited brew when i was uh when i was over there and i was super impressed with a lot of their beers and i was yeah i hadn't heard from them in a little bit honestly probably more on my end just not uh not I haven't been out in louisiana in a while but i'm sure they're they're starting to gain some popularity and really get going Oh uh, yeah, I mean their their so their tap room's tiny. You've you right.
0: still been to it; it's super tiny. Yeah. They have the courtyard out there and stuff. Uh, me and my buddy Kirkota went there uh, earlier this year. They were doing like twenty pilsners on tap. It's like they just had a day where they're celebrating pilsners, and we went out there and tried a couple of them, and they were all just super solid, dude. Yeah. It's just like some of the best crispies I've had in a long time. Yeah, and uh, that was my first time actually there. Uh, at brewery brewery i get corrected about that all the time It's <laughs> <laughs> like you're saying it wrong i'm like i'm sorry yeah uh but the the beers were really really good and then we went that was actually two day that two breweries in one day that I'd never been to been there and went to parlo it was my yeah. first time there and parlo makes great ipas Definitely. as well but like they had a they had a uh italian pilsner vienna pilsner on tap that was money and it was hot as hell that day we went yeah. i was like this is this is hitting the spot right yeah. here.
1: this yeah. is really really good those styles definitely work uh in louisiana but i you know we're here in georgia and, and they, i mean hot summers as well yeah uh, you get a little bit more of all four seasons here than we do in south louisiana but but certainly yeah. still lots of time a year for uh drinking the the just the refreshing
2: beers well it's it's weird you know it's well not weird but it just it makes sense because you know we look at it from a taproom perspective right we make all this you know fun crazy stuff and that's sure that's what everybody you know remembers and that's what draws everybody in but what's going to keep somebody sitting in in this chair sitting at this table drinking beers because you can only drink so many candy sours or heavy thick stouts so you know you're going to get a flight you're going to taste all those all right, well, am I ready to leave because you got nothing else? Or do you have those lighter options that, sure, I may never have tried from you or, you know, it may not been the, the biggest social media post uh, you know, or whatever it is, but that's, I mean, that's what's keeping butts in seats. So, yeah. you know, it, it did take us probably a little longer than it should have to, to realize that. But, you know, our top selling draft is always either our, our blonde, our American IPA or whatever Pilsner lager we got yeah. going. So yeah. um, it's one of those, even when we did Brownie bash, like we're talking about doing a Lager fest or not a Lager fest, a, a Lager tent inside of the Brownie bash fest. Yeah. Just to try to give some people a little palate cleanser, a little refresher, sure. but you know, it'll never draw up the excitement that some of these crazy beers do but honestly it's just as important if not more important yep. no especially in a taproom setting well you got people coming in that may have friends
0: with them that aren't that big into craft beer and all they've drank are you know lagers and pilsners and that's all they know right so you've got to have something for those Bud's people as well yeah right yeah. unfortunately <laughs> uh but that, that you know that's also a way to get them in here and introduce them to some new stuff you right know? I always yeah. tell people like Get a flight. If, you don't, if you've never been to a craft brewery before and you want to try craft beer, don't go in there and order an IPA. Don't go right. order a Stout. Don't go order a Belgian Quad. Like, right. get a flight. Talk to your bartender. Tell them what you drink normally. Let them suggest some things. And that's how you, that's how you find out what you like.
2: It's still funny to me. The, the most popular question, I was just at a festival this past weekend and I was talking to another brewery, and it's the same thing. I said the most popular question in their tap room, and it's the same here. What do you have that's like Bud Light? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coors Light is starting yeah. to pick up a little bit, but it's just mostly Bud Light. I drink Bud Light. What do you got? Yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to have an option for that. Well, we have water right over here. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Go ahead and get some <laughs> that. Got
1: to. Uh, speaking of, you, you mentioned the Brownie Bash, uh, a big party that you guys do uh, late September uh, here at the brewery. Uh, Chuck and I actually have not gotten to come to that yet. Tisk, We've tisk been invited a few times. I know. Uh, I, w- I was here a week early last year. and Yeah. Uh, the year before, I know all the the Pelican Craft Brands guys came, and uh, and Chuck and I weren't able to come. So tisk tisk indeed. Uh, but we're marking our calendars for 2023, uh, and hopefully we're gonna we're gonna make it happen. Uh, but the 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 brownie bash i mean you are, you are celebrating your your brownie and style stouts right uh, primarily right but right. I mean, but it's a big beer fest at the brewery
2: yeah i mean it was it was insane this year uh we've gotten just so many com- uh, compliments from last year about you know the first year we did it people understood right you know bring some some crazier beers or whatever but there were still beers that were you know available to the masses so there wasn't as much hype behind the lineup this past year we had tons of first pours we had beers that nobody had ever heard of from particular breweries wow. and, and these are big breweries so yeah. like the breweries really this past year brought it you yeah. know they bought into what brownie was because they got the experience on the first festival and they were yep. like holy shit like this is a pretty cool thing like let's lean into this next year we have people now that are making beers specifically for yeah. brownie bath. Oh, that's that's the, and, and again yeah. we're not talking just ho-hum of the 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 mill breweries like we're talking some of these big you know mass-producing breweries or some of the most hype breweries. wrap like, off some of the names
0: for people that don't know, you know look for something man. they could expect for, for next year.
2: Um, honestly? Or do I need to pull up a list? Yeah, let's pull <laughs> up the list. Let's go through and uh, we'll have to hear some favorites. I had some interesting favorites like Vitamin C is always pretty high on my list. Um, obviously, we have the 450 North, so the world coming. Parish actually, yep. I think uh, came out this past year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. this year. Yeah. Um, so we had some Louisiana folks in there. Obviously, the Urban South folks we always have come over. Nice. Um, King State came out. I'll, I'll, get with, um, I'll
1: get with my crew at Urban South as well.
2: Yeah. Ellipsis sent some stuff. We had some big-name breweries, and then we had some uh, some younger folks that were really trying to get their name out there, but it had some of the hype already drawn behind them, so... Um, we had Zool out there. I'm sure you guys have had so, some Zool beer by now, so right?
1: Chuck, we're, I have been a few times, but we are heading to Knoxville as part of this trip, uh, and we'll go to Zool and Knoxville. you Knox. got to stop
2: there, yeah. Uh, cool. Okay. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's probably going to be Tuesday night. Uh, so, like, we're recording this on a Monday, FYI. Uh, yeah. It's going to be tomorrow night. <laughs> and by the time people hear it, yeah. it's going to be right. January. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so
2: cut, that. Cut, that. cut
1: that. That's how podcasts work, right? Just say cut that and some, yeah. somebody cuts it on the back end. Sure. Exactly. Uh, that's not relevant, but, yeah. We're, I'll put a We are on. almost certainly going to Zool tomorrow night.
2: Yeah, Brad and the guys at Zool have just, oh, man, the amount of growth they've had and is, is ridiculously quick. Yeah. You know, it's what every brewery kind of dreams of, and those guys have – you know, won medals left and right on some of their even just nice traditional beers and stuff, and, and some of their core lineup. But then just the branding itself and the beers that they're making and pumping out over there is yep. is unbelievable. Cool.
1: Uh, yeah, I've I've been a few times. My brother lives in Knoxville, and uh, and I've I've been over there a couple times. It's it's been awesome. Excited to take Chuck over there.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, looking
1: forward to it. And uh, yeah, so so how does so Brownie Bash is not. It's it, obviously as you're talking through this, it's breweries from from around the country, uh, certainly around the southeast, that are bringing beers to this and participating in the fest. Uh, are, are they Are they brewing? Uh, that's like specific style of beer or they bring in whatever they want?
2: Yeah, so we leave it pretty open. Um, and so obviously they know it's it's mainly around our, our brownie stout, uh, our brownie batter stout, but... Uh, you know, if we told every brewery to bring a stout, there's only so many of those you can drink. So we've yeah. kind of left it to where, like, hey, we just want something hype, something new. If it's something nobody's ever had before, we'd love to have that. You know, we are buying the beer, too, so that sure. obviously helps that fun part of it. Yep. Um, you know, you're not donating your your $300, 6 or whatever you want to charge for sure, it. But, sure. um, we really leave it open. We obviously get a, a ton of stouts because people are like, all right, it's a stout fest. I want to make sure I have a stout. Um, we get a lot of the uh, IPAs and things. Uh, and then, uh, really, we have breweries like us that are known for their sours as well, that bring some of yep. those sours. So um, it's 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 harder to find some of those lighter beers like we were just talking about. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, after doing it for two years, like I talked about this year, we'll probably have a little logger tent um, I, I and allow some folks to bring some some more hype, you know, yeah, lighter good styles. I think it's a really yeah. good
1: idea to essentially just say we're going to have a logger tent. Yeah. Anybody that wants to put, uh, you know, a lager in there, let us know. Yeah, yeah um, go do it. Yeah, so I'm and, looking at and, the— And that way you have a few. I'm looking at the lineup
0: from from this year's Brownie Fest. Yeah. Vitamin C, Barn Town, Tampa Bay, Ingenious, Barrel Culture. Yeah. Uh, Parish, Bottle Logic, Angry Chair, 450 North, Jay Wakefield. Yeah. Uh, Magnanimous, uh, Resident Culture. You've got uh, Three Sons— which i love i love a bunch of stuff they do you've got weld works you had spindle tap oh nice uh yeah that's a little was huge. You had little cottage here. here yeah zuhl uh tactical you had uh southern grist which is like i wanted to live there when i went to nashville earlier yeah. this year yeah they make some good beer everything, yeah. everything there was amazing so i mean that's that's just some of the many breweries that were there this year. And I can't wait to see what the lineups to be for next year.
2: Yeah, we actually put a really cool graphic because I think that's some of the, the the little things we've struggled with. And again, we're only two years into the event, so we're still learning. Um, but obviously you see the, the predominant brownie bash stout. Like everyone right. thinks it's, you know, yeah. this huge, heavy stout festival. They're like, oh, crap, I'm only going to drink four. Is that really worth my dollar? So we actually put out a really cool graphic. I was just pulling it up. Um about the uniqueness kinda like we were talking about of styles. So we had obviously the thirty four percent styles, but we had twenty five percent sours, twenty three percent IPAs, eleven cool. percent loggers and seven percent of all the other kind of crazy funness so yeah. it is it does turn out to be mm-hmm. quite a good spread uh you know predominantly obviously your your top three there and and what we're most known for but um you know it definitely ends up being a good spread that even if you don't like stouts you're gonna find a beer there that y- you're gonna like you're sure. gonna enjoy uh we had over 150 beers there last year which yes. is just wow. insane uh i was doing the math and it was like in order to – we were doing four-ounce pours. In order to get all of them, you had to drink, like, 15 or 16 beers of, you know, obviously all yeah. high-gravity, you know, sours, stouts, and, and IPAs. Challenge people accepted. Were, yeah, people were, people were bringing triples and, you know, your stouts at the thirteen nine, you know, to fit in and all that crazy stuff. I mean, working the festival, I don't get a ton of time to kind of just – you know, walk around and enjoy, but yeah. gosh, you drink four or five little tasters and you're already feeling a pretty damn yeah. good buzz. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a tough festival. You know, you got to really plan out the day before you got <laughs> to right. make sure you eat all your, your grains and your breads and yeah. just be ready to soak <laughs> it all up. Cause it, it gets crazy. But, uh, but yeah, so we'll do it again this year. Um, targeting either September 23rd, September 30th. Yeah. Um, just waiting to kind of finalize which weekend, depending on some other stuff that's going around us or going on around us. But, um, you know, pretty much the same setup, Um uh, we're not talking about changing much. I, I think we've really hit a, uh, a good spot um, from an organizational side and just from a lineup and, and how to execute the fest. I think people are excited. It's drawn some hype those first two years, so yeah. really try to cash in on, on the third year and, and hopefully have a, another banger out here in the parking lot. Fantastic! And, y- and y'all do live music as well, right? There's we a band do. That closes it out. Yeah, we had th- well, we actually had like three or four different DJs throughout the event. You know, most of the time during, it's just nice background music, sure. stuff like that. But then we had Cherub at the end come in, um, and they did like a little just kind of closing out. The fest ended at 5, and then you could kind of stay here, keep drinking, do whatever you wanted. So they came on, started playing, and had a, bun, a big old dance party out there. A lot of the breweries finally got to cut loose. So Nice. Um, it Sweet. turned out pretty well with Cherub coming in at the end. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Uh, so we got some flights in front of us. Yeah. yeah. We
0: started. I think, Jay, the only one that we have on the flight, uh, that we
2: both picked was the coffee, uh, which that was the... Okay, uh, the
1: the coffee brown? Yeah, That's the, the coffee campfire brown.
2: coffee. I just chugged 16 of those, so I'm, I'm yeah,
1: there you <laughs> go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, campfire coffee brown ale, uh, it, it, it's a nice one. Certainly. Uh, it is. It's, uh, you know, after the Schwarz beer, you go into the brown ale, not, uh, you still stay in kind of with those roasty, toasty notes. Uh, Light maybe, bodied still. Yeah. Nothing nothing too
2: thick. Yeah. So we we had a seasonal. I came on about three years ago. We had a seasonal lineup. Uh, and it, it struggled a little bit. Uh, it, it, it sold beer, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't the greatest um, to where we nixed it for about two years during COVID and everything, obviously it was just yeah. cans only. It didn't really make sense too much for a seasonal. We've run into some capacity stuff. So that was the first thing to go. We kept our course, kept our limiteds. Well, now with the second location getting close to opening up, um, you know, we wanted to bring back our seasonal lineup. And so immediately they said, hey, KK, what the heck do you want for a winter seasonal? Do you want your stout? Do you want your porter? What do you want? I said, I don't want any of that you know everybody's making their 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 big huge stouts or their nice porters yeah. or whatever let's you do know, those different. are yeah those are two dominated styles for that winter seasonal or their christmas ipas or whatever they want to call them right um so i wanted to go a little bit of a different route i've seen through the data a little bit of an uptick in, in brown ales, kind of gaining some market share so okay. i said hey let's let's be early to to that let's see let's ride it out let's see how it does so really kept it you know Not your traditional pontoon, thick, uh, sweet brown ale. We we went more light, roasty, and then used actually one of our uh, awesome local partners, Apotheos Coffee, um, based out of Kennesaw over here in Georgia. Um, They're really trying to expand now. So we're like, hey, well, what if we do some coffee with you guys? Throw your label on there. It's going to go mass distro. So we're hitting, you know, Wisconsin and and Iowa. We're hitting Louisiana. We're hitting all these crazy states with it. We can start getting your name out there if you want to go really crazy um, and so we were able to use their coffee and get a little bit extra roast on it, but it's still sessionable, Yeah, you know, like <laughs> I'm sitting here, I just drank 16 ounces of it in a couple <laughs> minutes here, and it's just smooth, you know, yep. it's 6%, it's it's nothing crazy. So I think it's going to be really well, or I think it's going to do really well. Um, we sent our first batch down to our local distributor and a few out-of-states not too long ago, and it, it sold out pretty dang quick. Nice. Um, to where they're yelling at me now for some more, so i got to figure yeah. that out here pretty quick. But yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> good, shit. <laughs> good problem to have, but, good, yeah, just super. you got that second brewery open. Yeah, 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 absolutely. exactly. So fun to bring back the seasonal lineup. Really, really good, strong start, um, and I think that'll go over well for winter, so we'll carry that one through till about the end of January and then switch over to our spring.
1: I've got a Pontoon Sour up next, the Captain Cuvie Grape. This is a uh, five-brewery collaboration with uh, Pontoon Urban South out of New Orleans, also Imprint Beer Company, 450 North, and Uh, Cushwa. There you uh, go. (laughs) The the Fruited Sour with Grape Hard Candy, Grape Blueberry, Boysenberry, and Black
2: Currant yeah so pretty crazy one uh, obviously all the breweries you name there it's 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 a hell of a thing to be a part of that group um and so it was uh kind of like some jolly rancher flavors mm-hmm. is where it really came from uh so a couple of the breweries i've i've had 450 north so i've had urban south's uh rendition of it we got grape um what's the flavor we went with so we we kept it nice we it didn't get as thick honestly as probably as we expected but um i think that actually makes it a little more sessionable of a sour but yeah. honestly it It kind of hits all the notes, in my opinion. You get a little bit of that Jolly Rancher kind of grape flavor, if you remember. uh Oh, yeah eating those in middle school your teacher passed those out to you when you get some good grades or you answer a yep. question or whatever it was there you go that <laughs> purple jolly rancher yeah. here's your reward also have five cavities with it so uh-huh. you know we we just do put a disclaimer on there if you get a cavity it's not our fault but <laughs> <Hey>. yeah <laughs> well, look we try to tell you you know yeah, it's, exactly. it's not
1: overly sweet though you know right. it's, it's 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 got a nice little tartness to it but it's not it's not just super puckering uh, tart or sour um, and uh, and it's not overbearingly sweet either which is which is kind of where I prefer my sours right. to be. I mean, if, right. if they're going to go one way or another, I'd prefer them to be a little bit more on the tart side than on the sweet side. Right. Um, if it's just too much like candy, I can really only drink so much of it right. before I have to be like, okay, this is this is dessert in a glass. I need yeah.
2: I, I need to get back to something a little more savory. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing to say we have experience with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, we've made plenty of uh, of candy sours specifically, even some candy stouts. Uh, you know, over the years, obviously, you know, plug rainbow smiggles here, if you will, <laughs> um, and then obviously, you know, we've made a couple variations of the smiggles and things like that. So we weirdly enough have, you know probably 10 to 12 beers under our belt with candy in them. Yeah. Uh, you know, we even did the one I'm not supposed to mention called Belches. <clears throat> that was a fruit <laughs> snack uh, candy. But anyways, uh, you know, it's just it's one of <laughs> I'll those things. That one. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things that, yeah, you know, it, people laughed at us originally when we made or came up even with the concept of, of Rainbow Smiggles. And here we are three years later, not only still making Rainbow Smiggles as one of our yep. most coveted beers, but also making, you know, 10 to 12 more candy sours or or candy stouts it's it's one of those things if you do it well like you said it's not overbearing it's not this oh my gosh my teeth are hurting right now as i drink this like if you do it correctly it actually creates some some really good flavors there yep
1: absolutely i've had some really really good uh fruited uh, sours, some really really good candy sours uh, from from multiple breweries, and then I've had some that are just like, oh man, like one sip's all I need of that. Yeah, uh, yeah. and. And you know one of the nice things here uh, at the, the the tap room uh, at Pontoon, the Sandy Springs location. We'll have to get to Tucker eventually, the new brewery. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, we're Chuck and I are both drinking off of a, a flight board right now. So uh, smaller pours. You can taste some different stouts. You can taste some different sour ales without getting a a full pint. And a, a lot of breweries do that. Obviously, right, it's uh right. it's it's one of the things. Uh, one of the reasons to go to a brewery, you know, is to, to right kind of get to to drink promiscuously and taste different beers and and uh, start to understand what your style is some people could drink a 16 ounce of this and uh, have no problem sure uh, or two good good (laughs) for them yeah
2: (laughs) yeah it's it's interesting man i mean you kind of think about it kind of in that exact sense you go to to one of these restaurants that you know has 20 to 30 or if not 80 taps like we have some of the restaurants here and you know, there's only so many times you can ask a bartender for, hey, can I try that? Hey, can I try that? Before yeah. he's just like, all right, you're on your fourth. Can I try that? You're annoying me. I'm going to move on to the next yeah, customer. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's where, you know, again, the the first came in with the flight, and it works out yeah. super well. It's, you had a it's, flight. It's, it's one of those where you can't you're not sitting there dealing with a little bit of that anxiety knowing you're you're bothering potentially that bartender or whatever it's just hey this is a common thing this makes sense this allows me to try four or five beers and if yep. i don't like it i just gotta power through the next three ounces or uh, <laughs> hey yeah <laughs> now so, i can go get a 16 because i feel like i can yeah. drink the rest of it so. exactly
1: what you are you working on over there chuck so this is the outer okay. so i'm drinking the, Fe- the
0: fest beer and it's delicious it's really really good it i mean it's it's the perfect representation of that style of beer. Yeah, it's done really well. And again, uh, something that you not you guys normally don't brew.
2: Yeah, so that one we cheated on a little bit and, uh, and stole a guy from our friends over at Max Logger's Bold Monk. Uh, shout out to JR here, appreciate you, but uh, got a uh, one of our newest head brewers here, Anthony Moravich, uh came over obviously with extensive logger knowledge, also Belgians and uh, barrel aging stuff, so uh, kind of like you mentioned, we're in the midst of opening our second location, so this Sandy Springs location, you know, most people think we're getting rid of it. We're actually keeping it. So our back of house here where we've been brewing all of our beers will turn into more of a lager uh, brewery it'll turn into more of an experimental lab and a lot of barrel aging will happen here and so we brought anthony in a couple a couple months ago to you know start transitioning him in so that way in the next couple weeks when we move over to tucker and start all of our mass production over there he can really get going on some of these you know lager style beers like the fest beer yeah Uh, so that was actually one of the first beers he made here uh you know and and really had to have his own or really put his own touch on one of them and I think it came out really well. Uh, I know he uh, wants to make some tweaks to it and things along the way. But, uh, you know, for a first beer over on a brand new system, I think this beer came out super well. It, it is exactly what it is in the Fest beer, um, super light. And, again, honestly, it will probably turn into our fall seasonal here where most people are making their, their margins, their Oktoberfest. And we'll sneak in behind you a little bit with a nice Fest beer to yeah. keep you going a little yep. bit away from that, like, heavy maltiness that you're getting from some of those other beers at that time. Right, yeah. Yeah, this one's nice, crisp, and just like delicious. It's good really old good. crispy boy. Oh, it. Yeah, it's funny. I was looking at some data, not to to bore us with that, but it was that was the number one descriptor that you know craft beer drinkers and non-craft beer drinkers said they wanted out of a beer was crisp. Yeah. And so we were like, all right, let's go and back to like I said, kind of doing the LTOs uh, for next year is we'll we'll lean into it. The yep. data says what the data says. I'll I'll go for it. I will uh, I will take it for what it is. If the numbers are there, like, you know, you have to. Yeah. (laughs) Hard, Hard to ignore it. Hard to ignore it. So... We'll get there. Uh, a handful of years
1: ago now, uh, I think uh, all breweries saw the New England IPA craze. Uh, that, that's still super popular. I still Definitely. drink a whole lot of them. Yep. Uh, the Juicy Hazy IPAs. I've got a couple in front of me. Um, the, the, the One Ski, uh, an American IPA that you guys have, uh, Citro Mosaic, El Eldorado, uh, Bright Citrus, Lush Melon, uh, all, all that good stuff, uh, unfiltered IPA. Uh, that we have here, and then also I've got the Narrow Pontoon, yeah. uh, an Imperial IPA. That's uh, nice. a collaboration with Narrow Gauge. Uh, that's a, a double dry hop, New England IPA with
2: Galaxy, Enigma, and Chinook hops. Yeah, that's, a, that's an awesome, awesome partnership for us. Um, you know, every brewery, I think, has that style. They want to continue to make... Uh, better than they have in the past and I think that's one for us uh, is the New England side of things um, and so for us to be able to partner with somebody like Narrow Gauge who's known for life, for, for that uh, has really helped us out you know they're talking and willing to share information all the way down to the water profile of some of these beers that they're making so um, you know another one of our head brewers we've got the two of them uh, Tyler Weddle uh, was actually in communication he's the one who brewed that one that is an in-house release only on the Narrow Pontoon and um, really got to talk through them they use a lot of different methods than we did um you know and so we've since borrowed some of those and we'll continue to try to you know lean a little bit more that way again you know won't steal any uh detail <laughs> any, any secrets but, but we'll use some of uh, some of that to our advantage by all means and that's the awesome part of collaborations right is that's why you do them yeah uh, you each kind of learn a little bit from them but they're actually in the process of uh of making a collab with us as well so they'll release one we released ours first uh the first being the narrow pontoon i think it turned out really well um mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of the galaxy hop so do you have that um, one chuck i do not happy to, happy to see that one back in the lineup or uh, happy to get some Galaxy back in our lineup. So we'll continue actually again with the second location. We'll have the ability to start you know, pilot batching, start experimenting a little more even with some beers over at Tucker. Um, and we'll continue to dial in that New England side. We'll continue to, to change things, tweak things here and there, um, and, and just continue to improve on that style. And I think we've made a big leap with this and, and do some more collaborations. We've got probably some stuff coming up here I don't know if i'm supposed to officially say it but i'm going to say it because i'm i'm the sales guy but uh there we got go. some stuff coming up on monday night down the street nice so, um you know peter kiley over there has is, is again been awesome to us uh you know kind of like a little bit of a big brother situation so we've got some younger head brewers that have some really good uh you know ipa recipes have been home brewing for a while but it's always nice to hear from from a legend i'll, I'll give him that title uh, you know from someone like him and and help tweak some recipes and talk about some directions of beer so um with our sandy springs where we're at now our our anniversary coming up in february um, we've got an adjunct ipa that we'll definitely collab on with peter and then we're talking about doing a, a five hop ipa with him as well probably in the new england realm so uh super exciting all around there on the narrow pontoon side but one ski while not my favorite beer, I'm not an IPA guy, even though all of us craft folk are supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a shame that, that that I say my favorite beer of ours is the Blondale. People laugh at me all the time. They're like, "You're not really in craft beer, then, are you?" Look, um, Andrew Godley at Parrish says his favorite beer they brew is their Pilsner. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you I go. I mean, you're drinking beers all day. You got to have something light and easy. You got to have a go-to, and uh, and that has been it. But that is our. Year-round IPA is one ski, uh, formerly known as Wake Zone. Uh, Had some fun conversations with another brewery down in Florida that asked us to change our name. So kept the same awesome recipe, uh, switched up the label and the name a little bit to to make them happy. But um, it has since taken off, since we've done a a full rebrand of our cores. Um, It's now, you know, it's almost statewide in Publix. We're in like 166 Publixes with it. Oh, wow. It is selling. At just a ridiculously quick rate uh you know on draft and in cans but it's definitely our number one seller by far i think just a nice crisp kind of dry american yep. ipa yep. um you know sure it doesn't fit the hazies but the american ipas do have their their place by all means and and i think it's gone over super well for us uh as our staple beer both of those are solid that jay
0: has both the ipas are really really mm-hmm. good i'm drinking uh, the rise or die trying yeah. rye ipa and Gnarly Barley over in Hammond used to have a rye IPA. Rest, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Which <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jay and I drank a lot of. That was such a really great beer. So when I saw this one on the menu, I'm like, I've got to try it, and it's yeah.
1: really, really good. The ra- I like this one the, a lot. The Radical Rye IPA, man.
0: God. Yeah. Oh gosh, that was a good
1: beer. It was a really good beer. Now it wasn't. That wasn't a New England style mm-hmm. rye p rye IPA. But it this was, is. This th- is right. Th- 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 this one is, and it's, it's really nice. Uh, that. Uh, gnarly barley beer was uh, w- was almost more west coast but with some rye in it right uh, but but yeah this New England style with the rye in it uh, yeah maybe just like a little extra spice from that rye mm-hmm. right. uh, instead of uh, you know instead of putting oats in there to cream it up a little bit yeah. or, or something like that you're, you're getting the spice profile from the rye but then you're still getting uh, that that juicy mouthfeel and uh, all the the other new england ipa hot profile
2: yeah and that's exactly where we kind of wanted to go with it uh i think if we leaned full into a rye ipa i i I don't think it would have been as popular one on a shelf yeah sure but two from a flavor right how many people really go for for that rye spice kind of uh, ipa right they just want the crusher yeah yeah Yeah, so you kind of smooth out some of those rye characteristics with the new england side of things and I think the combination of the two has gone over very well that's actually you know normally we don't bring back our limited time offerings but we did that one last year and it, it went over so well we brought it back again this year um, you know and, and that's kind of how we do it if, if a limited takes off that well we'll bring it back a second year sure. and do it uh, another random month so kind of do it in that when it starts to get cold out uh, cold is uh, obviously <laughs> depending on where you're at in the country is <laughs> up to you but cold here in Georgia is about 50-60 degrees and so that's when we kind of try to release our Brian. Same uh, in Louisiana. Six, yeah, about six degrees. Everybody starts wearing coats. Yeah, like, everybody calm down. Hopefully, it's not like <laughs> last year where we randomly start getting snow again. I had snow three times last year at my house. Wow. I was like, what? What the hell? I'm in Georgia. I'm not, I'm in northern Georgia, but I'm still in Georgia. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that skew uh, went over super well. Funny, clever rise or die trying uh, label to that it as great. well. So nice. uh, anytime you can get a clever pun in there as well as throwing an otter on a can, it, it usually goes over you well. Do rise hard, like die hard. But yeah. Like ooh. The ooh, otter oh, for nice. Christmas. Rise, what are they, rise hard three, four, five? What, what number are they What's on I, now? They, I, think they're, I think they did five of them. They've done so many die hards, <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> <to laughs> just, just do a different batch. <laughs> <laughs> rise hard three with a vengeance. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's. It's insane. That and uh, what's, the, harder. <laughs> what's the other series? Gosh, Ben Diesel, they're, they're on like, oh, like well, Fast and, and, Fast and, and Furious. Furious. They're yeah. on, what, eight or nine of those They're, on, things, yeah. they're
0: filming 10, I think, right now, which is
2: supposed to be my the uh, final one, they My, my goodness. They had me through the first four or five, and since then I've not been as gung-ho about going I've and trying to never see those that in the franchise. box office. But yeah,
0: I've never seen a single Fast and, Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Maybe
2: one day we should just, like, binge
1: the whole, the I've whole heard, thing.
0: I've heard a lot of people say, like, if, like, it's a fun yeah.
2: thing to watch. Dude, so it's a fun it franchise. Is. I'm so. sure
1: they are perfectly entertaining action
2: movies. Yeah. I'm yeah. not a big car guy, so, yeah. like... They get some uh, some probably unrealistic situations. Yeah. Like, didn't uh, they launch a car into space, space in the last one or yeah, something? Yeah, one dropped out of an airplane uh, from a parachute and yeah. somehow landed on this huge mountain that they then went and drove down the mountain, like, straight down the mountain, not down a curved yeah. path, like, straight down the mountain through I th- trees and stuff I think and the launched rock, off a cliff. The Rock jumped...
0: A car from one building to another building,
2: like yeah. through the
1: windows I or something. And they got to find a way to keep one up in themselves. I,
2: it's yeah, they do. <laughs> I mean, the they it. brought in Ron Rousey on one of them. I mean, that's a pretty good, yeah. pretty good idea there. If you want to keep the crowd going, I'm that, just saying. That's but a
1: good point. That's a good point. WrestleMania did that.
2: Yeah, they yeah, did. They did.
0: They did. Uh, I was Smart moved by them. I was there when she teamed with Kurt Angle and fought Triple H and Stephanie.
2: I was, I was <laughs> at that WrestleMania. I was there.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Man, I think, like, I've been talking with Cliff about, you know, brewing another beer at yeah. uh, L.A. Homebrew. We, yeah. we did a malt liquor. Okay. Which turned out really good, actually. Yeah. Award-winning. Moment. Award-winning. It did Ooh. take second place at Basin Brew Fest. There you uh, go. But maybe a right uh, IPA might be the
2: oh,
1: next
0: man. one.
2: Dude, talk, to, I, talk I to Zach. Heavy.
1: Talk to Zach at uh, Gnarly Barley and ask for the recipe and do a, do a clone. <laughs> yeah, say he's done it. with it.
2: He might be willing to give it up. Yeah, you know? yeah he, he might got, get some of those trade secrets they're, now. They're uh, not making it I'm anymore. I'm gonna reach out to him. That would be great
1: because I would. Why yeah, not? Make a clone of that. That would be awesome. <laughs>
2: <sighs> <sighs>
1: that beer
0: is <was> so good.
1: <laughs> what? Um, it, Chris, what are your what are your, your your research numbers say? You seem to be into uh, that right now. Uh, about numbers a, guy over here. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I am. I, I,
2: ha, I mean I have to be. It's the uh, boring part of my job. Sure. But if I'm not doing it, I'm probably not sitting in this seat having a having uh, a fun beer in a podcast right now. <laughs> this is true.
1: So I guess uh, first question here to get the conversation started in that direction, like the IPA segment as a whole seems like has just been a huge part of craft beer's growth. Definitely. Um, that you know every brewery has to do it. Uh, New England IPA around louisiana has been where where it has been right you know if you're not in that specific style of ipa chuck and i have been clamoring for a return of a west coast ipa yeah. a handful of breweries have done it we've seen them out there they
2: don't sell like right. the like yeah. the new englands do everybody uh, wants uh, a west coast until they have a west coast right is, is really uh, uh, it, and, it and then somebody out. might yeah.
1: get some on a flight or drink one and then they go back to
2: the new england exactly uh, yeah.
1: and and so yeah I, that that pretty much matches your numbers i yeah, guess yeah
2: no i mean it's it's funny last i looked uh ipas were the general category of ipas were like 48% of the market share here okay. in georgia um uh, and of that the is craft beer market correct sure. so like you know one singular style is holding about half of the market yeah that's insane right um you know and it's it's that's been the fun part right is all right we're a salary or a uh salary, we're we're a sour brewery <laughs> or a or a stout brewery whatever you want to call us there but we know the importance again of data uh i won't bore you guys too much obviously on that side of things but it's a skew you've got to make. Mm-hmm. Um that's why we've got two of them in our year-round lineup. We've got the One Ski like we talked about earlier and then we've got the you know the Double Juicy uh is more how we call it but in essence it's a New England. So um that is just it's insane. When you look at numbers, you look at the amount of dollars made off of an IPA uh in Georgia, you know, you look at some of these public's numbers. It's hundreds of millions of dollars made off of an IPA and the next closest style is like 80 million. Ton of money, don't get me wrong, but sure. like there is hundreds of millions of dollars in between that and the next style. That's insane. It's it's that prevalent. Like you know, a lot of us craft beer folks, we just know, yeah, IPAs are the popular thing. Like, no, they're they're the you, thing. you don't, you don't yeah. understand you know, how popular, like, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. it's
2: half of all craft beer sales in yeah. in the state. Yeah, that's, it's, that's big. It's yeah. insane. And then the New England's obviously has been a little bit of the the later trend, but that is quickly risen. I think it's like the third and fourth, if not by now, the second and third fastest growing style. Right right now uh you know right behind the american ipa because that's still the classic but the new england's the double new england's the the big abv beers for whatever reason right now too are 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 growing at a very vast rate i think all the craziness has caused some people to want to drink some higher abv beers but yeah i mean just the top three like three or four categories right now when you look at what's selling are are some sort of ipa Um, with with the American IPA being the best and then New England's being right behind it so you know it's just one of those things that you know you can make as many other styles as you want you can make them well you've got to figure out your IPAs you've got to be able to make those beers and and be able to sell them Um, because even if they're honestly not the best beers they're still going to sell because they've got that IPA. You're yeah. sitting at a bar, you're looking. Most people are just going straight to an IPA category, and they're like, "All right, well, I haven't had that one. Let me try that one." Yeah. You know, they're not necessarily always going. All right, what, what Keller beer or sour right. or what, what other kind of crazy style is on the menu that I'm going to go try and, yeah. and pay? You know, what's your latest barley wine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> let me pay ten bucks for a sixteen ounce pour of, of that, and yeah. You know, whereas I can pay seven eight bucks for for a really nice IPA. So right. Yeah, it's, I guess it's I, just domination. It, man. It's me.
1: I'm most people. I I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean that's uh, <laughs> you're the problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's you. Yeah,
1: you're the problem. And it's she funny, man. <laughs> People are saying uh,
2: it's going away, but it ain't going it's away. It's not Those going numbers away. Those are just looking. They just say it. Good this I, year.
0: They say it every year. They're like, ah, it's starting to fade. It's going away. The loggers will
1: take not them over. No, they no, no, they will never take them over. Nope. Well, and and not not amongst craft breweries because your your logger your your loggerheads are are. Unfortunately, you're Bud Light drinkers. Right. You right, know, right. Uh, it, it would be great. It would be great. Everybody listening to this that, that loves Bud Light every now and then, drink a local craft beer that's a, a lager, yeah. a pilsner. Right. Uh, it's that uh, simple. Find, find you something. They're out there. Uh, They're in the if, market. If, right. In the market that a craft brewer is making. Uh, if, if you don't know where to start, if you're listening to this in Louisiana, drink a Paradise Park or Paradise Park 100 yep. uh, yeah. that, yep. that's just as few calories as a Miller Light. Uh, You know, from from Urban South. Or Michelob Ultra or whatever. Uh, Yeah. uh, You know, start there. Um, Here's the
2: biggest piece on that. Pay the extra dollar. Okay? Yeah. That is, to me, why I think it is always so hard for us breweries to compete in that category is because, yeah, if if it's just some sort of lager, pilsner, whatever you want to call it, it is now competing with the macros. Yeah. And those macros are able to get that dang dollar price so freaking low. Like oh, I yeah, remember, man. I grabbed. I was in a mood the other day. One of my macro-friendly uh, favorites is a uh, high life. Sure, dude. I went to dude, 100. I like high Lives. I went to Kroger, <laughs> and over the weekend, I bought a six pack, sixteen ounce six pack. It was five ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. You I were mean, paying almost a, a dollar a beer for a sixteen ounce can. It's, it's hard yeah. to it's compete like, with that, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm not making that beer. I wouldn't have a job if I if I had those uh, those <laughs> right. prices on the shelves. Right, that's, right. <laughs>
1: right that, that's that's the price that you're buying it from from Kroger, right? Like, yeah. The, the retailer's getting their cut. The distributor's getting their cut. The brewery's still making money on that. Yeah. And it's five ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's and, it, and it's a dollar a can. Yeah. It's yeah. unreal. That, it's that's unreal. so hard to do. Like the. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. There, there's nobody in the craft world at that scale that can compete with no, that. Right? No, I mean, not you, all. you have to be at the, the economies of scale of those big macro producers to do that, which which is where... the 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 buds and the millers and the Coors and the coronas and the dosecies of and the heinekens and whatever of the world right Uh, it's where it's it's where they're winning that volume game just like coca cola and pepsi will no craft soda producer will ever be able to compete with what those guys are doing we're here in atlanta the home of coca cola but like but you know i mean it's just like the, the 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 what they have going is just an economy of scale that no one can compete with uh, and and ah. good for them they've built that over time over decades yeah. over over centuries um, and it's a good business model at this point in time, it, but it is yeah there are ways for the craft beer drinker out there to find beers that they like from local breweries from craft sure. breweries from regional craft breweries uh, and, and, and support local while still drinking a light lager. Right. right?
0: If you're if you're going out and you're like if you're a person that screams about supporting local and throwing back money into the community and you're going to farmers markets and you're buying from farmers and you're doing all this stuff, when you're in the grocery store, spend that extra dollar yep. and support your local brewery. Yeah.
2: Definitely do that's, it. That's, that's what it comes down to is literally willing to pay an extra dollar or two for that six pack. Yeah, if
0: you're gonna pay that, if you're gonna pay that extra money at a farmers market to buy farm farmer's raised beef for, like these yeah. vegetables like you that you want because it's local and you want to you. You want it locally sourced you want to support support that form think of your craft brewery in the same yeah. way that's what you have to do you spend that extra dollar to support them put money back into the community and in, into that brewery to
2: help them you know sustain themselves and keep it going and brewing great beer right yeah I, and it's it's really cool of late Um, You know, some of the bigger breweries, and it's something we're about to look into is is these 12-ounce 12-packs, right? Yeah. Or some of these breweries are going up to the 24-packs. Again, a little harder to compete because that's a a margin game. You know, you bulk buy. Obviously, i got to make a little less money as a brewery to to sell in bulk because you've got to be able to kind of buy in bulk. But again, some of these breweries that are able to do it that are producing hundreds of barrels of of this singular beer a month – they're able to get into some of those bigger splits yep. and now they're really starting to try to compete with those yeah. macros. Cause again, you're talking maybe two or $3 right on that 12 ounce, 12 pack of tropicalia versus yep. 12 ounce, 12 pack of Budweiser or yep. whatever. Right. So, um, yeah, obviously big plug for, for drinking local and things. And, and it's really going to cost you, like I said, an extra two or three bucks to do it. Yep. Most of, you know, very good point in the food game, same thing. It's going to cost yeah. you an extra two or three bucks to, to get the local farm eggs or whatever it is there. I mean, it's, it makes a massive difference and and honestly i think you're getting a better product but no for sure i
0: mean if you value that much giving giving to the farmers and like you know in supporting local then it needs to carry over to your local breweries as well right right
1: exactly Good job, guys. Way to be on the soapbox. Yeah, there we go.
2: Let's do <laughs> some s- soda pop. I was here. about yeah. to say, we'll step off. You, you said soda, so I figured this was the All perfect right. plug. This uh, is the orange uh, beer. Yeah, <laughs> we are we are trying to do a fun little kind of soda series okay. uh, in-house, and the first being uh, orange-flavored. We'll, we'll leave it at that, called right. Don'tcha. Uh, so this is Don'tcha, <laughs> Don'tcha Orange. I love it. It's even got it. a fun little nutritional oh, fact that. on the on the back end there for, for a really official label. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. Mostly jokes within that nutritional okay. label, there but uh, it, it definitely – this is an interesting one. Uh, I'll get your guys' opinion on it, uh, but, you know, to me, this tastes pretty much close to some of those big orange soda uh, folks, and you'd never yeah. guess you were drinking a beer. You know, again, we talked about the approachableness of a brewery come in even if you don't like beer i guarantee you we'll find something for you this could be it right hey maybe you like soda we'll do a grape one we're going to do actually a cheer wine one which is super popular <laughs> here in georgia so that yeah. should be fun <laughs> this, um, is, this is ridiculous it doesn't taste like beer does it it doesn't it <laughs> you tastes, would never guess there's well, alcohol I, it, in here
0: it would taste it tastes like a certain uh, orange beverage mm-hmm. A 100
1: <laughs> percent soda inspired ale uh, beer isn't any part of the recommended diet, but we think it's awesome and we drink it anyway. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Adjuncts orange. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this is this is delicious. It I is, mean right? it's just like if there's people out there that feel like they don't want to drink beer because they don't like the taste of beer, whew, come get you one of these because mm-hmm. it does not taste like beer at all, and it'll probably put a hurting on you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. 5% ABV. That's y'all, crushable. Y'all, y'all do put some uh, cane sugar in here to sweeten it up.
2: Wow, yeah. that's really good. I actually like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's... It's been an experiment we've been working on for quite some time, and it's nice to see this one kind of come to fruition. Um, we've played around a couple times, didn't really like it, and finally dialed in. It's it's more about the base beer. Uh, obviously, we can get orange flavor all day, any day in, in a sure. beer. Um, but nailing down that base beer uh, was huge for us, and we kind of feel like we've got it in a really good spot to where now, like I said, we'll, we'll launch this full series, and you know a lot of this will be you know the Don'tcha series or, or soda series, um, and like I said, we'll do a couple other flavors, and we'll keep seeing how it goes. I think orange was a great start. I think grapes going to be an even bigger one. I don't know yes. about you guys. I was actually grape nope. grape uh, yeah. <laughs> Fanta uh, over orange, but that was just <laughs> that was me personally. But I, I think a lot of folks yeah. these are two. Big flavors people know, people remember, oh, yeah. and I think we've dialed it in pretty well.
1: The the orange for me, I was a Sunkiss guy. Same, ah, okay. you know, same. So, Growing uh, up, yeah, I was me. Uh, Sunkist, The only uh, the only orange soda on the market that is caffeinated. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, huh. Diet Sunkist, no caffeine. Regular yep. Sunkist. Caffeine. Uh, caffeine. Interesting. So uh, that was like one of my road trip uh, drinks as well because it, it had caffeine. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Sunkist. Uh-huh. I mean, this yeah. is. It's been a while
2: since I've had a Sunkist. Oh, I could J-Los I have used some Sunkist probably on that ride back from uh, Louisiana last yeah. Yeah, time. Yeah, Oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, the probably. energy drinks weren't even cutting it at that nah, point, guys. Dude, like, that's dude, when it's bad. Like when trouble. Yeah, yeah, you're drinking Red Bulls and stuff, and it's not even phasing you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People driving next to me were like, why is this guy swerving a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> He's going back yeah. and forth. He must be drunk. Wait, it's yeah. 7 a.m. What? No. Like, what's what's happening Just right Just getting now? really, really tired behind yeah. the wheel. <laughs> so, for, for those listening who don't know, so uh,
0: Chris here with, with Pontoon. We're at Pontoon Brewing in Sandy Springs, Georgia. Uh, is part of the Pelican Craft Brand family back home in Louisiana. Uh, they distribute the beers there. And for the annual Zaps Beer Fest, Chris was down representing Pontoon. And, uh, look, we were having a great day. The weather was perfect. Uh, the beers were flowing and, uh, Towards the end of it, started getting a little crazy. Uh, started shotgunning lots of beers.
2: That is all Carlos at Spindle Tap. Uh, at Spindle Tap. So twice. it's Carlos. It's Carlos's fault. fault. It See, is one hundred percent Carlos's fault. That okay. sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was thinking it might be those
2: crazy guys from Seven Tap, Jose and uh, Colby. They, they yeah. They were <laughs> they were heavily involved. Don't get me wrong. They were. But I they think were. I'm pretty sure. I mean, tough to remember, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was all Carlos's idea to start shotgunning beers at that point. which, yeah. Well beers seltzers i mean they like were every, triple yeah. IP, and like there was all kind of crazy stuff i think somebody shotgun stout and uh, it got weird yeah it got crazy i was just standing back there just drinking with
0: everybody and they started yelling at me to come shotgun beers yeah. i'm like i don't shotgun beers They're like choke do it go be a pussy and i'm like yeah all right you called me out I'll, I'll do it and then i did like five of them and then uh rick patel Mm. With Mid Tap. Good like, old Rick. This good is old how you Rick. Got ricked. We got Ricked. He's like, after party at Mid Tap, <laughs> let's
2: go. None of us were prepared for that.
0: No, so everybody packed up and went over there. And we were like, are we still going to shotgun? He's like, I don't have I don't have canned beers here. And he's like, hold on a second. He ran in the back and came back with a 12 pack of high noons. Yeah. And we proceeded to just go outside and start shotgunning high noons.
2: Yeah. And trying to, uh, you know, mangle a crowd such as that. Uh, you know, it, it started <laughs> out with just like, oh, look at those six dudes in the back, uh, shotgun and beers, haha, those guys. Next thing you know, you look around, and the circle was a good four or five people deep. Oh, yeah. Like, it yeah. was insane. It was a lot of I us. I was showing him some videos of it. I, I think that was the first one we did. The uh-huh, second one yeah. literally just got even bigger. There's, and I'm just like, Rick. I'm yeah. just like, holy crap. You're careful. And they're <laughs> swiping in my yeah. photos over there. you got to be careful yeah, when that, you're doing Calm it. down there. There's calm the proof down. of the
1: canceled flight. Yeah, yeah. There, you yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go. There you <laughs> go.
2: It is. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, Jay did a TikTok that day at Zaps, and there's just some footage of us shotgunning towards the end of that TikTok. I remember that. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, there I am, shotgunning beers. Like oh, a, yeah,
1: we we got into it uh, as well. Uh, we, we joined the fun, uh, joined the fray. Yeah. Yeah,
0: but, like, afterwards, you got uh, entangled with some youngins I did. That were hanging <laughs> out over at Midtown, And that were they were actually That's a good way to put it. Yeah, they were at Zap's Beer Fest and then followed us over to Mid And then like so you had a flight at like six AM out of yeah. New Orleans to come home and you were like, Yeah, I'm just gonna stay up and party and then drive, you know, to New Orleans, turn into my rental car, jump on my plane, and head back home. But no, that did not happen according to
2: plan there, Chris. Yeah, so I am a very you know, usually a very detailed planet, fully, completely out down to the minute. So yeah. first of all, again, Shame on Rick for throwing a a big hook in the plan and and kind of messing it up. You hear that, Rick? Shame. All Rick's fault. All Rick's Rick's fault. fault. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so for once in my life, I said, you know what? The girlfriend always wants me home early. Fine. Well, we'll we'll come home early. I'll book a 6 a.m. flight. No big deal. I'll go return my rental car, you know, at like 11 o'clock at night. I'll Mm, sleep at the airport for a couple hours, hop on the plane, sleep some more. Boom. Fresh day. I got the whole Sunday. I can recoup. You know, do some laundry, get ready for work on Monday. Yeah, there's your recovery. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. you're fine. That's bound to work. (laughs) And then Rick happened. (laughs) And then Rick happened. (laughs) We're sitting at Rick's place, (laughs) and I get the beloved email that says, hey, by the way, we just canceled your flight. You're not going to make it home tonight, sir. (sighs) Canceled. And so I'm sitting here pretty drunk at this point at 1130 trying to figure out what my next move is. And then, like you said, there were some youngins I thought I could keep up with, with the young folk. Who Look, said, hey. That's me there's, every day. Yeah. <laughs> there's, uh, Rick's is getting close to closing. There's another big place uh, just down the street. You want to go have some more beers. You know, sure, why not? I got nothing to do. I don't know what my next move is. Why not? Do you remember where you went? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. They directed me. I just followed, and next thing you I know, think, I was in I, uh, think, they were, I think they were there going to There was a pool the table. table. <laughs> there was uh It was under an underpass. They, oh. It was Duvix so or Ivar's. Ivar's. Probably Ivar's.
1: Yeah, they were going that direction. Yeah, Duvix were, or Ivar's. There was talks of Uncle Earl's. There was Duvix. There was Ivar's. Uh, they took me home. Mm. And then... Uh, <laughs> and then I...
2: I said I do remember that actually yeah I remember dropping you off now um but yeah it 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 got weird there for a while. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely a, a millennials type bar. Uh, there was a lot of young kids just drinking a bunch of macro beers. And yeah, sure yeah. enough, we drank a few more. It might've been Uncle Earl's for a little while.
1: I, I, uh, I wasn't I, there. At I that don't point.
0: know. Does, I haven't, I couldn't tell you the last, my step foot in Uncle Earl's. I don't even know if they have pool tables in there. there I know Ivar's uh, does. The America, there was a MMA pretty big America. out yeah.
2: patio area and everything too, that's, if that's, I remember right.
0: Then that's gotta be Ivar's. I think yeah, sounds Ivar's. Right. Ivar's that sounds right. Ivar's is a big right. outside patio. And, area. and
2: right
1: underneath the, Interstate with yeah. a yeah, the, yeah, Uncle the, or is yeah. down, so yeah, the, yeah probably yeah. I bars. We may
2: have stopped at Uncle Earl's, but that's a little bit of a blur. I do remember I bars a good bit, but yeah. yeah. So by then it's you know midnight, one o'clock, maybe two o'clock at this point. I'm like, well, crap. My flight was well, supposed to take off in a couple hours. I'm in Baton Rouge, an hour away from New Orleans airport. Because you know, shame on me again for flying <laughs> out of New Orleans. But I uh, get to the airport, you know, the lines are super long and. This was still when rental cars were tough, so I checked in my rental car to get to the airport and, and find my next flight. They said, "Yeah, sir, we'll get you booked out in four days." I said, four days. Who's uh, paying for those hotels? Yeah. Who's who's paying for all my uh, y'all you know, are covering expenses? that? Like, <laughs> who's buying food? Who's doing? It? I said, "No, that's not a real thing." They said, "Well, I think you're shit out of luck then." I said, "Are you serious?" I said, "Yeah, everybody's already got all the other flights." So wow. I said, "All right." Wow. I mean, honestly, if you would have called Panaghi and just been like, "Hey,"
0: Yeah, I'm stuck here for four days. Cash crash or uh, couch crash. He probably would have put you up for sure. Yeah, and we we would have just got you drunk for four days and then sent you back.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there would have been a lot of missed emails yeah. and there would have been a lot of people pissed off at me. But sure, yeah, it would have sure. been a good time for me at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, hundred yeah. percent.
1: It would have been a possibility, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, the you know New Orleans at that point to Atlanta drive isn't that bad either. I mean, it wasn't, at that, po- and, and, at, and at that time it might have been pretty bad. Yeah. Considering <laughs> so, I'm originally Since you from. Hadn't uh, slept. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm
2: originally from Fort Lauderdale, living up here now in a little bit north of Atlanta, Georgia. So it's about a nine, nine-and-a-half-hour drive. I've done that drive plenty of times, no big deal, Yeah, completely fine. However, <laughs> not in this from condition. New Orleans <laughs> to Atlanta, it's only about seven, so I was like, yeah. I got this, yeah. no big deal. So I went back down, rented the, the same car I just checked in, grabbed it again, and said, hey, this time I'm checking it in in Atlanta. Those 7 hours felt like 14. Oh my god. It was bad. Dude. It was bad. There was no sleep obviously at that point like I'd planned. There was still, you know, uh. some some lingering effects of alcohol, you know. <laughs> there was the hung, the hangover finally kicking in. A little bit of water. I had to pull over probably, like I said, every, every 45 minutes to an hour to take a nap. Thank God for those rest stops. Yeah. Uh, man, roll down the windows, park under a tree, crash for about 30 minutes, try <laughs> to get back on the road. It It took me all day to get home, and normally that... That isn't a big deal, but that seven-hour drive felt super long. It was rough.
1: Well, we're drinking some dark beer now here at Pontoon. We're one transitioning. Of it's one getting of the dangerous. the things that Pontoon is known for, the dark beers, uh, the Pontoon Brewing Ribbon Cutting is the first one that we've cracked open. Yeah, this is a blend of bar- barrel-aged brownie batter stout aged for 20 months in a
0: port wine barrel and barley wine aged for 11 months in stainless steel. Stainless steel. 13.9% on this bad boy.
2: Yeah, so we've we've mentioned it a couple times, but we've obviously got the Tucker location, a.k.a. the lodge, uh, opening up. We, We finally opened our tap room. This building's been in the works probably for about two years, two and a half years now. Uh, and we finally were able to open the tap room over there about six, seven weeks ago. Um, and a couple weeks ago, we had our grand opening, a.k.a. our ribbon-cutting ceremony. Uh, yep. Mayor came out and all that. It was a huge deal. Nice. So made a couple of uh, just beers specifically for um, the in-house launch of, of that tap room. And so uh, that stuff has gone over well. We've been in dire need of some production space, so that's really where that location is going to come in handy. Uh, super nice tap room, but it's probably 90% of a 30,000 square foot building is dedicated to production. So, uh, you know, they'll have some offices and things over there and really nice tap room to, to have fun. People can obviously still come pick up their to-go beer. Totally different demographic over there. Yeah. So that's been fun to learn. Um, but really just getting that production, which luckily right now we are in the midst of test batching this week um, to be able to get the full go and start moving all of our permanent uh, production operations over to there, which will be super awesome. But just having that tap room over it's a huge difference you've now got two streams essentially of of tap room revenue compared to just the one um and then obviously distro too but it's honestly a popular move nowadays you know a lot of folks are either opening up a brew pub as their second location or a small little tap room whatever it may be there's dollars in that and there's tons of margin obviously in that as well so if you can do it if you can afford to do it A lot of breweries have started making those moves i think we're up to like over 200 placements of breweries really there's only probably 160 170 but that's because a couple people have two sometimes three locations jekyll i think has like four or five um so it's becoming a popular move we mainly did it for production um just because we've maxed out this space now for the past couple years which has been awesome but um i am dying to obviously get into that (laughs) for sure (laughs) i am i am in desperate need to get some more beer out to the market (laughs) so i can stop getting yelled at by so many folks but uh yeah it's it's been a hell of a work in project or uh work in progress but i think we're we're finally seeing the light at the end of the tunnel yeah yeah that's good dude i mean yeah that it's it's a headache for sure
0: you know not being able to get the beer out into the market that you need to get but hopefully, with this second location, you guys can start crushing it again and get the beer, get the core beers out there, and just make yeah. everybody happy.
2: Yeah, including your bosses. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. The contract brewing has not been fun. Those margins are not fun. I appreciate everybody that's helped us out, but that is not fun. Yeah, would not recommend. But yeah. you
0: got to do it sometimes. Zero out of five stars. Mm-hmm. Would not recommend. Uh, Jay, what are you thinking about this uh, ribbon cutting?
1: So, I mean, I like it. It's. Yeah.
2: Uh, Sound a little hesitant there. Uh, well, thank you. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, like to, I like to keep people on their toes. Yeah, <laughs>
2: I'm on the edge of my seat. Now. Yeah, like, wait, did, did he really like it? because yeah, he a, waited.
1: I, I, well, let's see. It's unique. <laughs> it is unique. Yeah. It is different. It's yeah. like a stout and a barley wine had a baby. Right, exactly. I'm, you know? I'm drinking it. I'm enjoying it. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pick out the notes. I'm getting like the you know the the chocolatey notes yep. and uh, and the the stout notes first and foremost. Yep. But then like it's just it doesn't stay quite as heavy. Uh, as it fades in that barley wine yeah. kind of style. Yeah, I, th- I think it kind of starts with that brownie batter stout and then it finishes with the barley wine. Yeah,
2: makes it a little crushable. Uh, yeah. Not, th- yeah. <laughs> not that I recommend crushing this one at 13.9. Yeah. But <laughs> eh, I mean, teaches them. <laughs> Teach them. Right, but uh, I, I've got a better I, I, chance of drinking this bottle than I do <laughs> <with> the <laughs> next couple bottles. But yeah, Now I'm, excited. I've, now I've I'm been, really excited. I've
1: been known to crush uh, <laughs> 15% or, you know. Huh? Yeah, you, were, you you were rushing
0: I me at Little, uh, little, little uh, Village. Little Cottage? Little Cottage, why yeah. Why can't I get that right? Because yeah. I'm thinking a Little Village in Baton Rouge, that's why. Uh, uh, you yeah, were like, because no. we, our goal yeah. yesterday was, like, we, we visit a brewery, have a beer next. Let's move on now, try to get as many breweries as we can. Right. And Little College had a... Uh, Little college, little cottage drink. You'll get yeah. it right the fourth time, I think. Maybe the fifth. Little, it was, little it, cottage. cottage. It was cottage. I'll drink now. Dallas, <laughs> see there you go. They had they had a stout there. It was like a little house of horrors. Yeah. Yeah. First off, they were playing nothing but metal music, so I was super yep. excited about like hardcore metal. <laughs> uh, and but they had a stout, an imperial stout on tap that was conditioned on coconut and roasted peanuts. Whew. And I was like, okay, that sounds really good. Mm. But I'm with Jay. Like like anything like peanut. Butter beers or peanut flavored beers th- like the extract or whatever people use for that like it just doesn't taste right, right. it tastes weird right that damn stout tasted like a payday candy bar like yeah. it was so good the roasted peanuts just like w- was the star of that beer it was fantastic and then when we were at Orpheus there was another beer there that they had and I can't remember the name of it right now but it had it was conditioned on roasted peanuts as well mm-hmm. and it was delicious It would, the peanuts weren't uh as as prevalent in that one as the Little Cottage one was. Yeah. But that was aged in, aged in like Heaven Hills barrels. So it was like very bourbon forward and stuff. But the roasted peanuts were still like lingering in the background. But the Little Cottage one, man, I was like, I need a I need like cans of this. I want to yeah. bring this home and just I, drink yeah. it.
2: Peanut, peanut butter, you know, any of that stuff. Yeah. It's tough, man. There, It's the same thing when people are using spices in beer, right? Like there is such a fine line of getting it right that there's just so much margin for error in that right right? right. there is you can put too much or just not enough it's so easy to put too much it's so easy to not put enough and then people are hitting you hard because they want you know they want more peanut or peanut butter whatever you're going for but it's the same thing you put like uh gingerbread spices or or anything like that in a beer it's really hard to dial in it is really freaking hard it's a fine
0: line to like where you need to put what you need to
2: put in it and luckily our team here you know Lessons learned over the years. That's is, is, is I watch you try to get through that wax. Dude. <laughs> um, I love learned. wax on a bottle, then I hate wax on a bottle. So we've, <laughs> we've learned the hard way a couple times. The first year we double dipped them because the first time we still saw the, the cap come through a little right. bit. And, we're and like, you don't want to see not that. not cool. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't look great. So then we, we, we double waxed them. You had to dig through for about 10 minutes, <laughs> kind of like you're doing now, uh, to try to get those open. And then we tried the pull tab thing in there. That didn't work out yeah, for us. That so just we realized, snaps off, and
0: you're like, well, yeah, shit, here man. I am.
2: So we realized we had, to, we had to just single dip, go with it. You'd see a little bit of the cap. But even now, some of these bottles, just depending, like, again, talking about dialing it in, the temperature of wax, oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. If you're off by a couple degrees, you're uh-huh. digging out like you're digging now, or yep. it's too thin sometimes. It's crazy. But, yeah, peanut butter is – Great flavor in beer, very hard to do. So when you do find a brewery that does it right, kudos to them by all means. Yeah. And, and we've, now, we've well, had some luck with it. Not we've, we've had some not-so-luck with it. I think <laughs>
1: the difference there, Chuck, is that just having the, like, roasted, roasted peanuts, peanuts. Yeah, so that's mm-hmm. what I was about to Instead say. Instead of peanut butter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, That, yeah. that think, made the difference. I think peanut butter ends up tasting artificial. Yeah, yeah. the roasted peanuts, it tasted I, like peanuts. I think well, basically I think, people... People putting in some fresh George peanuts like they're boiling peanuts, yep. right, yeah. but letting that flavor sit in the stout while they're right. while the beer is going through the boiling phase. Yeah. Uh, assuming that's how
2: they're doing that's, it. Yeah, but, I'm sure that's how it is. That's the key, right? You're but, able to boil peanuts. Uh, yeah. That makes sense just for the peanuts' sake. Yeah. Now you're boiling in beer. Why not? It makes more perfect sense there. Whereas, oh, yeah, like man. you said, unfortunately, some folks are. Uh, you know, sometimes flavors like peanut butter, even like a blueberry flavor. fermented yeah, out. Yeah. Some of these flavors that people want don't make sense without a little extract. Obviously, we try to stay clear of those, and I'm sure that's what these boiled peanut. Do yeah, like purees and, and
0: stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, a lot of
2: purees, a lot of concentrates and things like that. It's, But there are some flavors that we specifically avoid because we know, hey, this isn't going to taste good fermented. Right. And we're not going to, you know, use a bunch of extracts. And then potentially some of those folks are, are picking up. uh you know, those extract flavors that nobody wants in their beer. So um, it's a fine line. You miss on some cool flavors, but at the same time, you stick true to to what you like, to what you know, and and it ends up working out in the end.
1: Well, what Pontoon likes and what Pontoon knows is uh, a lot of these dark beers, Mm -hmm. that's for sure, and the the sours that we've had a few of. But now the 2022 barrel-aged Lumberjack Brownie.
2: Spicy maple bacon. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> this, <laughs> yes, please. This was a brewer's favorite this year. We made uh, so every brownie bash, we obviously have our base blend. It's usually about anywhere from three to five barrels blended. Um, we do our 18 to 24 hour boil on them and have foam that way. Um, and then we make anywhere from three to five different adjuncted ones. So this being one of the adjuncted ones from this year was spicy maple bacon. And the brewers, I think, nailed it. And I think they love the hell out of this one. Um, That's fun. It's it's <laughs> wow. dangerous. Um, again, that spice note, right? There's a very thin line. Yep. Is it too much? Is it not enough? Are they ah, pissed if they didn't so get tough. enough? It's tough to it's, do. It's, it, but this is right on. What's the ABV on that one, Jay? A lot. Yeah. 13.9. <laughs> all, all, yeah, all the brownies are, are right about at that 13.9. Man, this oh. is tasty. Oh, man. American
1: yeah. maple syrup barrel aged 11 months. Buffalo trace bourbon barrel oh, yes. aged 11 months.
2: I want to pour this over pancakes.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> like, this is so good. This in is, this and the quad we had a little while ago. Oh, yeah. my gosh. You pour those over yeah. pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Vermont
1: maple syrup, hickory smoked bacon, ancho, and pasilla chilies. Mm-hmm. Like I get, I get, I get a little bit of the spice in the back end, but it's like it's subtle,
2: it's tickling. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's not yeah. like
0: it's not because it, it's well balanced. You get yeah. all, the, you get the maple, you get the bacon, you get you get the you get that spice, but it's like everything's working together.
1: But it's not just like a chili pepper beer. No, uh, no, no. There's no, a lot right. of chili pepper beers that that I that are, to me are just like eh. Yeah. Uh, yeah cool. Yeah. Now now all I can taste <laughs> for the next three hours is, is <laughs> yeah. I'm prepping chili peppers. Guajillo. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. <laughs> I, I'm laughing because actually. The year before this, I think in 2021, it was uh, when we made a Ghost Reaper version of the brownie, yeah. and that's really what it was. It was just a bunch of spiced peppers in there, and you know some folks loved it because they just loved – they just want that know, heat. The, yeah, the the heat and just oh. Sweating while they drink a beer and they love that and good for them, but that demographic is pretty small. And me being the sales guy, I'm not going to let that yeah, <laughs> yeah. too often. Like, uh, so no. yeah, this <laughs> this I think did a much better job. Kind of again learn your lesson a little bit. Uh, you know, used a little bit less, a little bit of different peppers in there, and and obviously kept some other flavors in there too, and not just relied on a spicy stout. Yeah, because uh, that gets a little dangerous. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. This is nice. I like this one. Online. It's really tasty. <laughs> yeah, it's good.
1: The- the chocolate the chilies the maple the bacon it all comes through uh it's it's well balanced the mouthfeel on it's just delightful oh, yeah uh and, and that the brownie batter beers are just gonna have that like uh you know coat your tongue kind mm-hmm. of uh chocolate
2: profile uh and uh,
1: syrupy consistency a little yeah. bit.
2: If, I mean, if it, there was one I could probably drink more than four ounces of, it would be this one. Yeah. 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 Uh, the rest of them, you know, you drink those four ounces, and oh. it's like, whew. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's on to the next one. <laughs> All right. Where's my flight? Yeah. <laughs> but this one, it drinks
0: as it's described. It's 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 a brownie batter, maple, bacon, chili. So you get the chocolate, <laughs> then you get the syrup, then you get the bacon, and then you get the little heat in the back of it. It's mm-hmm. like it just drinks as it's, as it's written on the bottle.
2: Yeah, they, they nailed this one. I mean, we're... You know, four, yeah, we're four years, two years of the festival, but four years into making our brownie batter. Um, and it's come such a long way. Right. You know, it, it's, it used to be, obviously, everybody loved the base and they still do. But, uh, you know, the beginning, the adjuncting of these barrel aged beers, uh, we did a good job, don't get me wrong. But sometimes we either went way overboard or, or not enough. Mm-hmm. And I think the year three, year four, we finally found that balance. Um, of what, what isn't too much and what is just enough that still lets the barrels come through, still lets the, the base chocolate brownie come through. Sure. Um, and I think, you know, that's just years of work and trial and error, and, and we've really got a good team now that, that I think has nailed it uh, and kind of figured out those ratios. I mean, it, it's in the, in the craft beer world, it's
0: very rare that a brewery comes out of the gate. With a with a, a new beer style that like is a hundred percent even though, even though the the your audience your your drinkers out there might think it's like really great your brewers gonna be like nope this is not how right. I wanted it to be like I need to take it back and like you know you're hitting the hot button there well I mean it's you know it's <laughs> from working in a brewery
2: myself yep. I, I know how that goes so It is hilarious. Our packaging manager, Davis, that you guys met earlier, uh, you know, he's one obviously packaging off our beer, gets to to taste the final project first and and make sure it's dialed in on a carburet and all that stuff. But uh, (laughs) the amount of times he tells me, yeah, it's uh, it's what it says on the can. It's not what I would drink, though. But it's uh, it's, it's what it says. You know, our our brew team makes God rest their souls. Uh, they, they make a lot of Are beers. They all dead? What happened? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> they make a lot of beers they do not uh, or would not drink. Uh, but you know, I again, feel like that's a thing in like the brewery it is. world. Like, bre- it is. like
0: brewers understand. Like, you know, they're going. It, this is a business. You're here right. to make money, right? You know, of course, you want to brew styles you want to drink, but at the same time. You're like, I have to understand, I need to brew beer for the mass audience out there that's going to pay for this beer to keep me employed to brew beer. Right. You know, that's why you have your limiteds and your one-offs and stuff like that. Where well, you can do stuff like tap them only, you know. Right. And make the brewer happy. I'll, I'll say I'll <laughs> say
2: two words that they always get uh, just, you know, the hair on their skin raises is super fruits. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so okay. we obviously make a ton of in-house superfruits. Those are obviously, you know, thick smoothie-style sours. Anytime those guys are mixing them, they're just like, oh, I just, I don't understand how people drink these. I don't understand how they like them. Yeah. Why but again, would anyone drink this? They're able to dial them in still and kind of figure it out, put the, you know, the feelings aside and, and their taste buds aside and make what they know sells well in the tap room. And, and right. that's, again, experience and talent, I think, is, is where that comes in. Yeah. This uh, one is thick as all get out. Yeah. Good luck. I, I your mean, voice.
1: I, and I, when I, I was
2: pouring it, I was like, ooh, look at this. I yeah. think you might
1: have been rolling it a little bit earlier. And, yeah, the, and it yeah. might still could have used more of that. And it's thick. Yeah. Uh, it's brownie batter. That's for sure. Right. The brownie batter banana coquito. 20 well done 22. on the pronunciation. Wow. Look at well Jay. Well done. All right, Jay. i listen to that much bad bunny. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, <it's> bad bunny. <laughs> Shout out bad bunny. Bad uh, bunny. 2022 barrel aged uh, aged in maple rum barrels for 17 <gasps> months and Whoa. VSOP cognac barrel aged for 29 months. It's like a banana's foster on crack. Wild yeah. Thai banana nib, banana, coconut, nutmeg, cinnamon, and Tahitian vanilla in this Man, with the a brownie batter so base. Bro, take a sip. Take a sip and let <laughs> <It's> you- <laughs> The head <laughs> on top is like yeah. It's it's not ghoul. Cool. it's <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> the just like sticking to your fingers. The yeah. f- the foam the it, is, it, uh, yeah. That's the
2: sign of a of a of a great stout. I poured this at a festival the uh other week and I literally everyone's laughing at me in the parking lot because I'm sitting there. I got there an hour early, knowing the first 20 minutes of me being there, I had to roll this keg. Yeah, I had to sit it upside down for the other 30, 40 minutes <laughs> before the fest. But yeah. I literally just rolled the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's it's yeah. Wow. I don't know. This don't know. is r- <laughs> really yeah. good. Have man. you guys ever had just conquito, or cone? I'm saying it like the the Coquita. white person that I am. Coquito. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I think You guys ever had is. that from Puerto Rico? No. Oh, what man. is that? It's so I guess it means little coconut. Okay. Um, but it's just like a coconut, like banana, Puerto Rican. Uh, okay. Uh, I'll call it a liqueur for the sake of this, but uh, very popular drink over there that they actually drink by, th- by itself. Um, I was lucky enough. I, I uh, had a buddy who dated a Puerto Rican uh, in <laughs> in college. A fun time. She took us to Puerto Rico uh, oh, and everything there that... Uh, Puerto Rico's a fun time. If you guys have never yeah. been, I would highly advise. Okay. I have. Um, I've been to the Dominican Republic like five times. I've never been to Puerto Rico. but on the I, calendar, yeah. Jay. We're going to Puerto Rico. <laughs> go, to go with somebody you know. <laughs> go with somebody you know. Okay. But, the, you know, Bacardi and everything over there is phenomenal. Uh, it was a hell of a vacation. But drank a lot of Coquito. Super good. Um, but, yeah, it's thick. Uh, Coquito itself is thick. And this beer comes in nice and I think thicker than the spicy maple bacon, funny enough. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Thick. Yeah. And it's. But then
1: it'll do that. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: What's the ABV on this one? Is it 139? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, this uh, is. God, God. man. A thir- yeah, in yeah. quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, quote, end quote. I don't. I'm having a hard time figuring out what I like better, the, the, the spicy maple bacon or this one, because, like, and the crazy thing is, I don't eat bananas. I'm not a banana Ooh. guy, but I like the flavor of, uh, I guess, a banana flavoring, whatever the hell that is. Yeah.
2: This is just really, really good. This one's staying on the teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: you gotta sticking gotta, around on the tongue. You, oh, uh, you got to wipe this one off. Yeah. you Absolutely do. Yeah. It's so thick, but it's it's dessert in a bottle, yeah. and it's it, but it's it's not it's not overly coyingly sweet or anything. No. No. But it, at all. it's so thick and
2: uh, and and. Rich. Yeah. God, that's yeah, really, really good. I, I like the spicy spicy maple bacon, which is funny. And, you know, everyone laugh at me because they know I'm a little, you know what, when it comes to spice. But again, that one just itches the throat. I think I like that one better than the banana coquito, which originally I thought I was going to like the coquito better because I. That spice still lingering something. a
0: little bit. Yeah. 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 I like that. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. I, I like the coquito. It's good. It's really really good. I think I might go I think I might go with the spicy maple bacon. Yeah. But, man, this is – We'll put that to
2: the test. We'll send you home with another bottle or two, oh, uh, yeah. a couple other adjuncted ones. Dude. Man, i these in later. for yeah.
1: next Jay and Chuck's deli- Days of Delicious Darkness. Ooh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah,
2: we got, a, I think, a peanut butter Oreo one back there, what? obviously a vanilla <laughs> one. We've got the base I'll get you guys too. So there's definitely some, some other fun adjuncted ones. Like I said, we usually oh, do gosh. anywhere from three or four to, to seven of them sometimes nice. on the actual gotcha, base of them. Well Chris, thank you for the hospitality man thank yeah. you for hosting us here at
0: pontoon Thank you uh, for having me man. Good to see you again it 's been too long let 's try not to make that a thing definitely I love having you on the show and uh everything you brought out for us has been fantastic and i, I truly appreciate that
2: thank you all thank you all for having us man we're uh like I said good timing a lot of fun exciting things about to happen at pontoon so uh, really good stuff really good timing uh, and going into this next year, man we should be in full swing and Boy, is that a relief off of my shoulder uh, <laughs> to, to, to move on from some things we've been doing. So uh, exciting there. And, yeah, I think uh, i I don't call me, uh, you know. Don't call me a liar yet, but I should be out in Louisiana within this first quarter. So I'm nice. guessing probably either February or March I'll be out your guys' way. What's so up, man? I'll definitely bring some beers and we'll have a good time. Oh yeah, we'll it. go to Pelican and just get going. Ooh, down. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. We'll just have us a night. Yeah, we'll <laughs> ship them some kegs and we'll have a hell of a night ooh. that time. Yeah, there ooh. you go. Yes, throw go. our own little party in there. I'm in. <laughs>
0: That's
1: it. All
2: right, Jay, thank
0: you as well for joining
1: on the podcast.
0: My pleasure. Glad,
1: glad we could get the sand springs georgia yes
0: yeah, absolutely like, yeah. uh this has been great uh guys don't forget to follow the abv podcast on instagram and on facebook subscribe to the podcast as well on all platforms for uh, for podcasting and uh thanks to the sponsors as well pre audio electronics government taco cafecito coffee roasters and hops in the hollows and remember when you order your glassware from hops in the hollows at checkout use the promo code abv to get 10 percent off of your order Until next time, I am Chuck P. This has been the ABV Podcast. Cheers. Cheers, y'all.